Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Millennial Catholic. Hello. I am your host, Andrew Miller. I am Father Scott. Yes, that guy over there. seem... Intrigued? Yes. Yes. Why are you intrigued by the microphone? The microphone. Oh, no. I don't know. It's the same one you've been using for a year and a half of this kind of paid attention to it. Cool. You see what I have here? It's the book of the Gospels. Why are you yawning? Why are you always yawning? No, I don't know. It's probably because you do this right after you eat. It's true. Well, let's see here. Shall we read this? When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Mm -hmm. in the days of King Herod, behold, Mm -hmm. Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. Uh, So we're going to just... Stop there because nothing else is really important in this, what I'm about to ask, right? So we have these three magi, kings of the East, coming to pay homage to the new king of the Jews. So question number one is, how do these magi know that this is the baby that they are supposed to be looking for? Because of the star. Well, I mean, the star is there, but like, huh? The star led him to Bethlehem. I mean, the star could have led him anywhere, but like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they had to get to Bethlehem. Yeah, but I mean, how many, was there only one baby born in Bethlehem at that time? Yes. I don't know. I don't know. Um, why Bethlehem? Why, why, why? The, really, they're, they're being led by a star here, the, um, the wise men. Right. And as we talked about previously, stars are who knows what. It could be angels. Okay, here's where it gets interesting. Yes. So um, what is the star? Some people say that the star that led the wise men is the planet Jupiter. and uh, Saturn mixed together. Uh, there's also this whole great conjunction thing that yep. you've been hearing a lot about. So the great conjunction is, what is it, Saturn, Mars, and Jupiter all together. And they said this probably happened around the time of Christ, like 6 AD, and it led the wise men to, or 7, a, 7 BC, led the wise men to Christ, and then they found him. Um, I would disagree with that assessment, and this is why. Herod didn't know what was going on, right? They show up to Herod and everyone's like, yeah, we saw the star at its rising. And like, that doesn't make any sense. And they also knew their astrology, their their astronomy really well. They would have known it was a conjunction of the three planets. I mean, because they would see them very closely gathered together the night before and then see them totally together uh, that evening. So the wise men, (sighs) what I think is... The wise men were able to see something in the stars or in the star that guided them that um, no one else could see. There's an interesting thing on YouTube about the theory that the star is Jupiter, the king planet, right? Of course, they wouldn't call it a planet. They would have called it – all the word planet means is wandering star. Mm -hmm. So you would have in in the sky because of the nature of our solar system, you know, your planets would move in ways that – that were not in the same orbit or the same path as all the, the rest of the stars of the Milky Way, right? Or the rest of the stars of our galaxy, or even those outside of our galaxy. They wouldn't, 
because um, everything else just seems to be rotating because we're rotating, right? Right. Um, but the the wandering planets, the wandering stars like Jupiter, Saturn, uh, Venus, Mercury, the seven planets, right? Not not uh, Uranus or Neptune because you couldn't see those with the naked eye. So yeah, it would be the um, it would be what was I going to say with this? So so you would just look at those stars, and those would be the stars that would kind of they were they were weird because they'd seem to move in strange ways in the sky. They call it retrograde when the star might go one way and then go the other way, and because they don't they don't rotate in the same ways as the rest of the stars that the heavens do. Uh, they're the wanderers, right? So these wandering stars can lead people in different ways. So you'd be like, oh, the star's moving this way. Oh, the star's moving that way. Um, so it's very interesting. Yes. And then they brought with them gifts. Yep, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Obviously, there is symbolism behind these gifts. Yeah, gold for the wealth, frankincense for worship. And um, actually, this is a nice way to put it. Um, gold for the kingship of Jesus, frankincense for the priesthood of Jesus, uh, and myrrh for his death to so, prepare his body for burial. Why would you give these to a baby? I don't know. What else are you going to get? I don't know. A seems, donkey? Seems good. I don't know. So if they, they, It's easy to transport, you know? So you're going a long way. Just grab some gold and some frankincense and some myrrh, you know? And then, of course, there is another character in this. It's the little drubber boy? No. Ugh. It's like one of the worst Christmas songs of all time. Would you let a kid come in and bang drum on a sleeping baby? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. The and boy again, must be punished for his Jesus. drumming. So you probably didn't even care. That's probably true. Yeah. So you were going to say there's another person there? Well, that plays a part of all of this. Mary? Nope. Joseph? Nope. He said his name. I don't know. Who? Herod. Oh, yeah, Herod. Herod. Good old Herod. If it wasn't for Herod, these magi wouldn't have showed up. Would they have? Yes. Because they went They went on the agreement of Herod, right? No, Herod said, I would like to know more about this boy. Please tell me when you find him, right? And then they're like, okay, Herod, that sounds like a plan. And then they go visit the boy. And then they go, you know what? We don't trust Herod. We are going to go back by another way, right? So that's the, the story. Well, it says, then Herod called the Magi secretly. Yes, I wish to know more about this Messiah of who you speak. Right? Uh, he said to them, he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go do him homage. Mm. Probably because Herod knew the prophecy that he would be born in Bethlehem. Yes, he did. Right. Very good. Because his smarty, smarty scribes say you got to go to Bethlehem. That's where he's going to be born. But he wished to find him. To exterminate him. Oh, of course. Right. Because then he went on a terrible rampage, killing everyone under two. two. Um, there was another... What does the word epiphany mean? Uh, an awareness. A deepening awareness. So there is some... 
historical question marks, of course, of when Jesus was actually born in the timeline of, you know, BC, uh-huh. AD, whatever. Uh-huh. That some people say that Jesus was born at, you know, between 4 and 2 BC. Uh-huh. And then the Magi didn't actually show up until about 0 AD. Uh-huh. Does that make any sense, or is that just all historical conjecture trying to fit everything into this timeline that, you know, humans made up because we needed a system of things? Yeah, I'm not sure when Jesus was born. Um, in terms of, like, the actual calendar, um, I like to put it around zero just to keep things nice and even, and that just kind of helps me. So I'm not sure if it was 2 or 4 BC uh, or exactly how that whole calendar thing breaks down. Yep. <sighs> Sorry, yawning so much. What are you doing over so there? Tired. I don't know. I should have the caffeinated coffee instead of the decaffeinated coffee. But I don't know. I'm not exactly sure when, uh, how that works with Jesus' birth. I mean, some people like to say 2 to 4 BC he was born. I don't know. Um, calendars are strange things. Well, yeah, because you look in the Bible and you got like Methuselah living to like 980 some odd years old. And- yeah, I was reading Tolkien's Cimmerillion, um, and he would he would say how the men of Numenor would live longer, uh, they because the strength of something or other was still in them or something. And I thought that was kind of a cool, kind of kind of a cool idea. So uh, maybe Methuselah did live that long, which is kind of an interesting thing to think. I'd also want to know if if human beings could live longer before the flood came, before the dark times. There's a little bit of a lot of dark times. It's also true. There was also dark times during Noah. There was dark times during Noah. There's dark times after the resurrection of Jesus. There's dark times in the dark ages. There's dark times today. True. There's always dark times. Yes. Because it's dark out right now. Correct. So, I mean, you think that it's is dark the times. time that is dark. So why is this this day of Epiphany important? Ah, great question. So uh, we're going to be preaching about this this weekend. But really, here's what I love about the Epiphany. The wise men are led by creation to the creator, right? They're led by a star to the creator of the stars, through whom all things were made, right? Jesus. Correct. So what I love about it is... Uh, it's a very good example of three three wise men who um, who didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus, but were led to him, right, by creation itself. I always see the wise men as kind of your proto-scientists, well, uh, kind of your proto-scientists in a way. But at the same time, they were the, these were the men who were looking for meaning and truth in the universe. And so um, I, 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 think, I think the wise men, uh, for instance, if somebody said to you today, you know, there's a star rising in the east, um, it means I need to go to Annapolis, right? Uh, you'd be like, what? Why would you follow a star? You know what I mean? That's just insane. Um, I wouldn't... I don't even know if I would be saying, why are you following a star? I'd be like, yeah, a star rises in the east every day. It's called the sun. True. But this would be the special star that's leading me to 
the Christ child or whatever the case may be right in Annapolis so so crab fest right uh, the, the 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 idea that creation is created with a purpose and that it's possible for God to communicate through his creation is so anathema to our modern ears that the story of the three wise men is very hard for a modern mind to digest. This pleases me greatly because it, um, and not, not that modern minds are so dead to transcendent truth, but that, you know, that there's this, uh, that this story really points out that here you have these three wise men with a kind of a, a form of natural religion. All right. What do I mean by that? They're able to look up at the stars and they're able to deduce, huh, there's a star moving weird up there. Clearly, this is a sign that we need to head over to Jerusalem. I mean, it's such a weird thing to, to think, but we as, we as modern human beings don't look for purpose within creation, right? We might say, ah, how a star moves based on a gravitational pull of the rotation of the earth and all the other stuff. We might say what a star is made of, a flaming ball of gas, right? Right. Uh, we might say that uh, a star, a star's brightness is given off by this nuclear fusion reaction within it. But we would never say, well, the question for the modern mind, well, okay, well, why does the star uh, move the way it does? What's the purpose of the star moving the way it does? It implies that there is, or even better question, who made the star? The, these questions don't compute for the modern mind. Like, what do you mean, who made the star? Stars just are. They just came into being by chance. I mean, that's, that's just how it works. And there's, there's, no, there's no rhyme or reason behind it. This gets me on a whole other tangent with, with Tolkien. Tolkien's texts, the Cimmerillion, the Lord of the Rings, he is trying to reawaken in people the idea that uh, creation was intentionally made. And not only was it intentionally made, but that there's a purpose to it. Um, It's not just the creation of random chance. Um, And so you could have think think of the wise men. They could have been your usual agnostics that we have in our world today, and they could have looked up at the stars and said, huh, that star sure is moving funny. Must just be a random... Strange thing. Let's go back to bed. You know what I mean? Right. But the wise men were had a, had a kind of a natural religious sense. And they said, hmm, I wonder what this is trying to tell us. You know? And then it led them to Jesus. And after that, you know what? I don't think the wise men looked at the stars anymore. Why wouldn't they? Because they've encountered the creator himself. So they don't need to look at his – they don't have to look for meaning from creation. They can go straight to the source. But you never hear the wise men ever coming back to visit. It's just they say they departed by another way at the end. And I think there's more to it than that. I think it's – this is just me reading into it. But I think they were transformed by their encounter with Christ. And they recognized if we want to gain a deeper knowledge of the creator, we can look at something far more revelatory than his creation. We can look to his son. So you think there are like three guys just following Jesus around from the beginning, or do you think they kind of, well, kind of like in home. like in go like back home, the movie sense where they kind of like you know in the old westerns where the 
the the cowboy and the sheriff have finally beat off the you know the 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 robbers and they they ride off into the sunset never to be seen again hmm. well that's a that could work uh but i I'm thinking more of um huh I wonder what that could be like I'm trying to think of uh I think of Obi-Wan Kenobi leaving Jesus with Uncle Ben and not Uncle Ben, uh, Uncle, whoever his uncle was who got fried in that first movie. So, so then they, they, Owen. Uncle Owen, Aunt Peru, Uncle Owen, Aunt Peru. You could not have done anything to save your friends, your family. You would have been killed too, young Luke. Look at these blast points. These are not what are they called? Banton Raiders? They're too too precise, which makes no sense because then they get on the Death Star, they can't shoot a thing. Uh, okay, total geeked out there. So <laughs> so the point is um, there needs to be um, I think the wise, it's an interesting thing to think about the wise men. If the wise men encountered Christ, mm-hmm. I would think they, because they had to wherever they came from, I, a lot of people think they came from Babylon, uh, that they were Jewish remnants who were still there in Babylon. And because um, that would have been in the east, in the east, um, and so they probably went back, and they probably uh, would have uh, they would go back to see how Jesus was doing. That'd be very interesting to see what happens to those folks. Um, so, but I think part of when you see Christianity grow as a religion uh, in the Mediterranean world. Uh, it, it attracts at first the philosophers and the wise men um, in a lot of ways. They, 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 because they would be like, huh, because they, they would have had the luxury, unlike the pagans around them, uh, you know, to entertain these kind of new ideas that Jesus was bringing, you know? Mm-hmm. You see that with some of the early Christians in particular. Um, this is why a lot of Christianity began in the urban centers um, where there would have been uh, people who would have enough leisure to entertain uh, joining a different religion, you know? Yeah, not your centurions and your... Centurions too, though. They would have converted. Well, they um, did. Uh, but but your pagans, I'm thinking lodgeness. more, just your, your kind of, your Roman rednecks, you know, who would have just been like, I don't believe in this newfangled religion we need to worship athena that's what we've been doing for centuries you don't need this new fangled razzmatazz razzmatazz so anyway with the with the with the wise men what would i the reason why i like to think about the wise men and think about how to work this into a homily is they are not modernists right they're not agnostic about creation they actually think creation has purpose this gets into some thornier issues because one, we look at the, the universe is made by chance, right? So if the universe is made by chance without purpose, then maybe our bodies are made by chance without purpose, right? And if our bodies are made by chance without purpose, we get to self-identify however we desire because we have no responsibility to try to live in harmony with the creator because there is no creator. Does that make sense? We get to yeah. self-create. So if I want to be a girl, I can be a girl, Right, And so this is where this whole thing comes from. It comes from this idea that uh, if creation is not created with intent and purpose, then you're not trying to you can you can be whoever you want to be, and um, there's no there's uh, 
There's no problem with that. One of the worst things you could be accused of in the Middle Ages was being unnatural, right? Because the idea of being in harmony with nature was of great importance because um, creation, creation was created with a certain intent. Um, and so you had to live in accordance with that uh, intention. In accordance with the will. With the will of God. Exactly right. Hmm. Right. And, and, and I would even go so far as to say in accordance with the will of the creator. So this means that the human mind should have the ability to ascend to the mind of God through the contemplation of creation to realize what the intent of the creator was. This gets into things like, um, should, should we be transhuman, right? The answer would be no, because that's not in accordance with the will of the creator, right? The creator right. doesn't want you to enhance your eyeballs by, by having surgery to put in Google software, right? So that you can have instantaneous augmented reality. Um, what about like LASIK though? Now here, yeah, this is good. This is a good moral reasoning. Um, if the purpose of the surgery is to, re- to reestablish what is natural, it is good. Uh, if the surgery produces something which is unnatural, that's bad. For instance, if you thought, you know what, I always wanted a third eye in the middle of my forehead. Well, that's not the nature of the human being, right? That's, uh, right. Right. That's the nature of Aleister Crowley. Who? Who? The Satanist guy. Who did, when you, you're doing that, like the eye in the center of the forehead. Oh, yes. He, he, he's famous for that picture of, he's got like the little pyramid in his, in his forehead because he's got the eye of, I don't know what. So, there are weird people out there. So, what was Herod's mission then, trying to go and take care of the Christ child as we... It just... Just make him an offer he can't refuse. Exactly. Uh, Herod's family was living high on the hog, and a Messiah would wreck that. It's just that simple. Mm. Messiah gets in the way, man. It's all this, uh, you know, the, the true king of kings stuff gets in the way. It'll shake things up. It'll ruin the party. So we got to get rid of him. Got to abort him. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's why they tried to take him out. That was the, that was the game plan. But he read the, he's read the the scripture, the yes. scrolls, the prophecies. Yes, and they were threats to him. Why go on a murderous rampage against everybody in the area if you knew where Sometimes he was supposed to, make an to omelet, be? You got to crack some eggs. Yeah, that's six hundred and thirty-two is not a yes. small omelet. No, it, it's not. But a small price to pay, you know. For maintaining your political power. <laughs> and also being the first martyrs of Christianity, potentially. Correct, they are. They are. The, the holy innocents are the first martyrs in Christianity. That's true. It's yes. poor, poor mothers. Yes. Yes, it's, it's, it's wretched what happened. Very. So, but Pharaoh did the same thing with the Israelite children, you know, back in the day in Egypt. Killing, killing people to maintain your power is not new. No, it's not. No, it's not a new thing. Uh, you look how many Hitler killed, how many Stalin killed, how many Mao killed. People do horrible things to stay in power. So, and that's all Herod cared about was staying in, in, in whatever measly power he had under the Romans. 
But as long as he could have his dilettante parties, he was, he was happy. Dilettante. Mm-hmm. What a great word. Yes, he was a dilettante. <laughs>